is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, October 16th, 2019, season 15, episode number 66. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We're live in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And I just realized I gave that completely wrong date. It is actually Thursday, October 17th. And we're... I wouldn't have noticed. Thank God you did not mess up the episode number. But here's the the problem with that is there are people that start listening to shows and they're like, I can't... Was this today or was this yesterday? And so they'll listen to it and if they hear Wednesday, they're like, well, that... I just heard one that said Wednesday, so, you know, you got to get it right. Got to get it right. All right. Anyway, we got a lot to get into today. Uh, Nick has some uh, some players. He wrote an article, an actually really in- interesting article, uh, about five players that he thinks should be playing more. And we're going to talk about that. Nick's going to dive you know in what? there for us. There we go. I'm going to start. I need to start bringing in my own little nuggets because Dave does his report. You started bringing your little thing about the other team and top stories. Uh-huh. I'm gonna. I have you used to, to do see a no, but you just like don't like. You never tell you me. Hey, I gotta see it. a no today. I gotta see a no. No, no, no. I'm, All right, how about I'm tomorrow? Step it you up. One tomorrow. Get out of here, AG. I will bring some nuggets. Bring next week. I love it. I love it. All right. Spicy. We're going to get into that. It will be. <laughs> and then Dave's also going to give us his uh, his breakdown of the Philadelphia defense. We'll talk about that uh, in the second or third segment as well. we got to start, though, with injuries. Catch us up on this litany of injuries the Cowboys have. Is anybody back practicing yes. at this point? Uh, yeah. All right, talk yeah. about it. It was encouraging. All right. Well, to a point. <laughs> well, they, well, okay, the two guys. And I, I think this is a, a package deal. The duo. I, re- I really do. Uh, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, both doing a little bit of individual work. Garrett made it sound like they weren't going to do a lot. He said the guys that get out there will mix in maybe into individuals, so that's probably the extent of it. But, but, Tyron, but on Thursday, that looked like, with those two guys doing stuff, that looked like they are trying to play. That's, I mean, that's what it you don't come back on Thursday after missing two weeks and not expecting to play with the bye week sitting behind you, and they're trying to play. I don't know if they can or will. Uh, of course, they're trying to, but yeah, I I got to I don't I, I not so much Tyron. I think Tyron's got a good chance to play. Lyle, it's the same injury that kept Antoine Woods out for three weeks. I know he's tough as they come, but I need to see more before I'm. Well, we thought like I mean Tyron was yeah could have absolutely played last weekend, but that didn't happen. So maybe I, it's this a weekend. really good sign. Those two. I mean, if they're getting into it on a Thursday with another day to go, it's a really good sign. I'm not ready to pencil them into the lineup, but it's a good sign. Uh, but the reason why I said to a point is because Zach Martin and Joe Looney sat out of practice today, so. You get two back and lose two new ones. <laughs> Derek's face. <laughs> uh, Travis Frederick is back, too. It was a personal issue, not injury-related. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, so yeah. you had Tyron, Lyle, and Travis all out there, but Zach sat down. Uh, you know, probably a maintenance day for his back, if I had to guess. But, they, you know, you just can't, you can't completely win. Uh, Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper were both absent. Byron and Anthony Brown are both absent. 
think that's it. It's it's not great. I mean, <laughs> it's a if, long you're gonna list. Get, if you're going to get some guys back and it happens to be the two tackles, I think you feel pretty decent about that. You would like to have your receiver back. In my opinion, I think you'd like to have Amari Cooper back if they probably can, as much as any of those other positions. If they can get the two tackles back or even just Tyron, it would do wonders for my confidence that they can win this game. Yeah. Yep. So it's nope. Thursday. We'll see. Friday will be important. Maybe they can do more. We're going to talk a lot more it's, about this. Go ahead. No, just, you know, they. I mean, they, they look like freaking warriors out there. Like, you know, we get to watch 15 minutes, and so we come in, and Tyron and Lyle are working with Britt Brown, the rehab director, with the big resistance cords, and Tyron's ankle is about three times, you know, he's got so much tape on it, and he's got his big knee brace on his elbow, and Lyle's got a gigantic knee brace on his knee. They just, I mean... They're just kind of like, well, let's let's do this. Like they look like they're fighting through it for sure. They need a bye week. They do. They do. Well, they're gonna Everybody get one. does. They're going to get one next week. But the, the fact do. is, they got to get through a game that's very, very important. Maybe as important, based on where they are in the season. Maybe as important as any game so far this year, based on their current situation. So uh, we'll get back into that a little bit later because we're going to talk about the the Philadelphia defense. But right now, Nick, I'd like you to break down for us your your article on the five players that you think need to be playing more yeah and um my dad actually sent me a text message watches the show and on the site and says it's a good job of, of writing it that way not saying these these five players suck and need to be benched <laughs> but although that's what we're about to provide yeah, here in this conversation know, that's awesome you know really it comes down to uh, here's my five guys i'll just list them all and but only one of them is a straight like you need to replace another guy, and that would be Xavier Suafilo, who I believe should be playing over Connor Williams. I've said that a hundred times. We can talk about that. Now, other four guys, I think you can find ways to put them in the game more. Um, Joe Thomas, Jordan Lewis, um, Tony Pollard, and I've blanked on the other guy, but I'll, uh, Darian Thompson. There you go, Darian Thompson, which would probably be require uh, replacing. Xavier that feels Woods. more like a benching. Yeah, yeah and that's fine too, because Xavier Woods, um, I can't remember a, a, I can't remember a play that he's made this year. So you would bench twenty five and not thirty eight. I don't care. One of the two. I mean, probably. I feel like a lot of people are probably, disagreeing yeah, probably with you. Heath. And well, you know what? A lot of people would say, you know what? Put Donovan Wilson in there too. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to replace both of them? That's fine. That's fine. I but um, I think there's a way to put Tony Pollard in there more. I think you can get Joe Thomas in there more, and Jordan Lewis probably will be playing anyways because of the injury situation. Right. I actually asked Jason Garrett about Pollard today, and you always you want to try to phrase it delicately, and so I'm saying I'm like you know. What is it? What are you looking for when you look for an opportunity to get Tony Pollard involved? Like, it, do you is it that you don't trust him to do different things yet because he's a rookie? Is it the situations like you don't want to lean on him while you're trailing by three or you know two or three possessions instead of just being like, why don't you play Tony Pollard? Which, you know, Jason Garrett doesn't typically play ball with that because he's like, well, he's, you know, first of all, we got Zeke and he's we a great like player. Tony Pollard. We like Tony Pollard a lot. He can do this, this, and this. We like to use him as a running back. We like to use him as a receiver. And that's when I say, Jason, that's to, quote, to quote my dad, shouts out Dick Hellman, hi, dad, don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining. <laughs> don't do that because it's not true. Uh, Tony Pollard has four catches this year, and three of them came against Miami in the later stages of a blowout. You don't use him as a receiver. You've actually, you've used him on 18% of offensive snaps this year. 
if you take away garbage time in three lopsided wins, it's 6%. He's gotten less than 10 snaps in these three losses uh, each. I think he played five against Green Bay, uh, two against New Orleans. You're not using him. He's very versatile. We have no idea how versatile because they don't use him. Uh, they use him to spell Zeke, which is so incredibly boring. Um, I wrote. I actually wrote about that for my column, not to steal your thunder. No, you're but good. yeah, so that strikes a chord with me because I would like to see what all he can do, and it's disingenuous for them to say that they're using him because it's not true. Well, maybe this weekend for sure, with the problems that you're having at wide receiver right now, maybe yeah. they yeah, try to had, incorporate him right, more. You had problems against the Jets, though. I mean, yeah, the yeah. difference though is you didn't go into that game thinking you were going to lose Cooper right. early in the game, so they now may you, have not gone into that game thinking they to. needed. Yeah, but right now. You're thinking you're going to have arguably your top two wide receivers out of the game. You better find some other targets to be able to put out there to yeah. give you something in your passing game, right? Yeah, you would You would think. I mean, I, but still, five weeks in, I would think you've got some plays, some wrinkles, some something you can you do with, with just to get him involved. You have not seen him do anything other than run Zeke's plays while Zeke is out. That's right. all he's done. There's not a Pollard package. It no. doesn't seem like. No. So I, I think they need to do that. They need to try to work on that and get him involved. If he's a gadget player, I mean, three and three seems like a good time to put some pull some gadgets. <laughs> they out. kept saying they <laughs> had all these gadgets. wrinkles and all these things that they didn't need to use during those first games and had it in the back of their pockets. Where Let's where go. are they? Put it on the table. Still yep. waiting. Of those five guys, uh, Xavier Suofilo, Thomas, Lewis, Pollard, Thompson, which of them do you think provides the greatest impact based upon? maybe what they provide versus the guy that would not be on the field when they were on the field. I mean, for me, it would be the guy that's going to be starting, would be would be starting, and that would be Suofilo because I think he's better um, than Connor, and I think that what they're missing right now is some, some short-yarded situations down in the red zone. Um, I think that he, he could help with that. So I would, you know, I throw politics to the side. Don't worry about any of that other stuff. I'd play the best guys. And I would think the head coach in the situation he's in would probably want to do that too. Maybe they don't think that way. But hurting anyone's feelings in the draft room about, well, we drafted him in the second round. Who cares? Texans drafted to a field higher than that. And they cut him. And, and they shouldn't have, probably. So That's not to say he's going to turn out into a great player or anything like that. You know, so Filo right now has more strength than mm -hmm. Connor Williams and more experience. And having him out there given the fact of the other guys that are struggling in the O-line due to injuries, I mean, that would help. And and also, where's where's the issue with, with uh, Travis Frederick right now? If you had to say, why, what is he not, you know, the same as he was two years ago, I would, th I would say strength. Seems like he's not as strong, and, and that's natural when you're going through uh, the injury, the illness that he had. So getting as much strength as you can somewhere, you know, would be important, and that – why I would do it. Throw my hat in the ring for Jordan Lewis, which is fun because uh, circumstances are probably going to necessitate that he play. Like we can lobby for Suofilo or Tony Pollard and they don't have to listen to us, but I don't think Anthony Brown and Byron Jones are both going to play in this game. You might get one. I doubt you'll get both. So Jordan Lewis is going to have to play. And that's exciting for me because he he flashes stuff when he gets out there. He, you know, he picked off Breeze last season. He's got one of their two interceptions through six weeks, which that terrible. stings to even say out loud, two picks in six weeks. So he's got ball skills. Like, that was part of his scouting report coming out. Uh, hopefully, you know, if, if he gets this opportunity, which he should, hopefully it 
translates. Yeah, people were saying that even before the interception. People, I mean, I think you even said it. Like, you know, he needs to play more. It wasn't just that he got an interception. No, in he all he he has impressed every yeah. time he's really gotten a chance to. In my opinion, yeah. did you have one, Amber? Which one do you think has the biggest will have the biggest impact if it were to happen? Well, honestly, I would have gone with. Jordan, he's a guy that had an amazing training camp. I We talked about him so much, and it's unfortunate when you see a guy do really, really good, and then it kind of disappears for various reasons. Some of the guys we've talked about that had successful training camp, it hasn't necessarily translated into the season, but this is a guy that hasn't really had the chance to show us. He did everything he could during that time, and now I think with – Giving him the ability to go out there, he's a guy that can really, I believe, really produce and impact the defense. Yep. Nick, nothing against your list, but Dave and Amber, is there anybody that you think should be on this list that's not on this list? Hmm. That's, I mean, that's not bad to me because I, I even asked someone else in the locker room, and he, he came up with like four other guys. Oh, really? So, yeah, I mean, you they're out there. A player or no, it was media just, person? It was, yeah. Oh, okay, so that's a big difference. <laughs> it wasn't a player. I know, I'm just <laughs> I throw out. I mean, you could players like him, him, him. I mean, Sean Lee. <laughs> throw, throw out either of the duo of Sean Lee and Joe Thomas, and we. Yeah. I mean, we spent a segment on that earlier in the week. Is right. you know, there's nothing wrong with mixing those guys in more, especially you know, to Nick's point, you don't have to outright bench Jalen Smith or Leighton Vander Esch. You can just rotate a little bit more than you do, which they already do with their linemen anyway. So, and I qualified it in the in the article before they well, even got to any of the names. I said. I understand that Blake Jarwin is a, is a you know player a lot of people are thinking about here. He he is playing in the two tight end sets. Maybe mm-hmm. he could he could get a little bit more passes his way, but I don't know if he should just be playing more because I don't I'm not convinced he is just you know head and shoulders a better blocker than Witten. I don't think he is a better blocker uh, right now. So, uh, but he's gonna he's gonna be out there and maybe he can get little bit more vertical but it's like regardless game. neither of them including jason are really doing much on the no, field no they're 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 struggling there i mean i don't know about struggling but you it's, know. it's not what you would want it to if be. you're thinking about it in like baseball terms like wins above replacement you're yeah. just sort of like breaking even it's, yeah i mean if they're sitting with like the i don't know 16th 17th 20th pick in the draft whatever it's going to be if there's a tight end that's like pretty i mean that this could be the the year that they say all right first round tight end i could see that and i would say this like even even if even if you don't think you're getting everything out of that position that you want and this is stealing a kind of a line from dave way down my priority list like i'm looking at so many other things that are problems for this team right now particularly the offensive line and particularly the defense and i'll single out the linebackers i'll single out the the uh, the safeties uh, I'll single out the pass rush. Like this goes way down the list for me. If you want to start talking about tight ends on this team, not not for me because I don't think it's that far down the list. Because when you think about mismatches, when you have a tight end that can create a mismatch, and like Witten used to be able to do. I mean, Witten, if they tried to put a safety on him, that only helped out the other receivers and running backs. If they put a linebacker on him, obviously it helps your running game. So I don't know if the tight ends give you a mismatch now. Yeah, but I, I think that when you think about the offense, though, I think this offense as evidenced by the number of yards they're putting up and even in some in a lot of cases the number of points that they've put up I don't think that that the offense as a whole is has played as poorly as the defense and I think a lot of the offense's problems if they shore it up on the offensive line you know again that third and one 
if your offensive lineman can just get a block and not let a guy split, mm. you know, split two two mm. two uh, offensive linemen, just sneak then, your quarterback. Yeah, instead. I mean, there there. But my point is, there. I know. I think there are Sorry. ways to fix the offense that have nothing to do with the tight end. I think that the offensive line is where most of that originates, and I think the defense has way more problems right now than anything you can point Not to. Not to the derail offense. the conversation. Like real quick, though, just skip ahead. Like what? What are you trying to draft in the first round for this team? <laughs> no, seriously. Are you going to kill this segment no. for just next week? Quick, when it's a just, draw, when it's oh, a, is, oh, you want to save that for the bye week? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's no. the kind of that's the I'm great just trying for to talk week. to my friends, man. I, I don't think I about you. it in terms of no, that. No, and actually, that's not a bad. That's not a bad question, and I. I would be interested to hear what you guys have Actually, to say about well, it. We're going to do a draft show next yeah. week, too. We are so. doing a draft show next week. I mean, tight end is high on the list. Safety, end. too. Probably cornerback, depending on a few variables. Cornerback, probably because you have to. Yeah. Because you just I don't know what's going to happen with these contracts coming up. Right? Yeah. I, I, either way, though, I could see it's about time to get a corner. If I was going to spend a first-round pick on an offensive player in next year's draft, it would probably be tight end, though. I can agree. And I know I can hear people saying the O line, but don't forget about Connor McGovern. Like you've got stuff you can right. do. You there. got other options. Yeah. 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 And I, I still I mean, I think you you look at the defensive side of the ball. I, I wonder now if they regret not making the decision to go with safety there with their first pick mm. last year in the second round. Well, I do let's wonder if that have a dialogue. Well, I think there's some conversation about that. I'm still I mean, what about that pass position? rusher? Because pass rusher. You've got you drafted Taco and he's gone. That didn't work. You drafted. Um, I mean, you've got Demarcus Lawrence. Well, either way, you need another guy. Robert Quinn is is you know he's recording enough stat, uh, stats that he's going to get paid somewhere. Maybe it's here, but I mean he he's on a one year deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm pass rusher. I could see that he's on his last year yeah. too. Yeah, and D tackle too. I mean, yeah. that, oof. So. There's a lot. We there's a lot to dissect. How about we worry about that later? <laughs> Tune on. in to the draft show next Wednesday. We'll get into it next Wednesday. Yeah. Next Wednesday. All right. Let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, Dave's going to talk to us about this Philadelphia defense, what the Cowboys will be facing, uh, and let us know what players other than Fletcher Cox could cause problems. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. 
Coaches. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single-game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and go, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back to the break second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star we're going to turn it over to david hellman and he's going to walk us through this philadelphia defense dave what did you find um we're gonna learn we're gonna learn just how stubborn the dallas cowboys are in this game i think Hmm. okay because everything about the eagles suggests that you should try to beat them by throwing the ball and we know they don't like to do that I mean, not as much as they like to run it, at least. Uh, so that's that's the main thing. I mean, this is this is a team that's kind of reeling in the back seven. I think, you know, that's that's 101 if you're just sort of following the NFL. Uh, they've got injuries uh, throughout throughout their secondary. Avante Maddox has been dealing with an injury. Uh, Jalen Mills has been on PUP. Not that he's awesome anyway but he's been one of their starting corners they haven't had him he might be back for this game um but they've been trying to cobble this thing together uh with uh, while dealing with all this stuff you know they signed orlando skandrick we've mentioned that um you know they've got um they have sydney jones and it's just been it's been pretty brutal they're 29th in the league against the pass so and that's so with a run defense that's second in the league, allowing 73 yards per game. Big part of that's probably because opponents want to pass against them. They're still middle of the pack because they're so bad against the pass. Um, and really, they're they're back seven in general. I actually I really loved the signing of Zach Brown because I, I think he's been an underrated player, but he clearly wasn't getting the job done. He got toasted by the, the Vikings and eventually cut. So. Nigel Bradham's a good player, but like you don't see a ton of playmaking talent in their linebacker core. And then the secondary, even with Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod at safety, it, it hasn't been um, amazing. Uh, 333 yards and four touchdowns to Kirk Cousins. Um, and it it offsets like what's a pretty good front. Obviously, I mean, you you know, Fletcher Cox, everybody knows about him. They drafted Derek Barnett. Brandon Graham, for my money, like such an un- I like him. Yeah, such I like an underrated player. Yeah. It honestly it kind of reminds me of what's going on with the Cowboys because they drafted Barnett top fifteen. He's supposed to, you know, he's this he's the all time leading sack guy at the University of Tennessee. He's got two sacks and everybody wants to know what's wrong with him. Brandon Graham's over on the left side. He's got four sacks. He's just kind of doing his thing. Mm-hmm. So he's a good player. He is. Um the front's good. Jernigan's still there. Uh, is he hurt? Mm-hmm. He has he has been dealing with an injury. And but the guy that's replaced him, Hassan Ridgeway, has been playing Texas, isn't he? I saw that I'm look just, in your yeah, eye. Yeah. yeah. We have guys that just pop up places. Like I'm like, oh, I didn't realize he was still playing football. Hassan yeah, Ridgeway awesome. played a really good game against yeah. Minnesota. He He's was a pretty decent player. He was giving their guards fits. He split a couple double teams. He had a couple tackles for loss. So my point is they're pretty strong, like up the middle, like all the way through. Like the defensive tackles are good. Nigel Bradham's a good player. The safeties have been good. It's everywhere out on the edge that makes you wonder. Because even even in the running game, 
you watch them play, like you can get gains on these guys out to the edge. Like uh, Dalvin Cook is running stretch plays around left and right tackle, getting over there, and, and the linebackers don't have the speed to get out there. At least they haven't looked like it. Um, so, yeah, like it's almost like, you know, you, you stand a better chance of winning against these guys like with finesse, for lack of a better word. It's like it's the speed game down the field and to the edges, which does that sound like the Cowboys to you? Well, or did the it, yeah. Cowboys just want to plod over you? No, it sounds like them when they have when they have their guys. I mean, I mean, I, I mean we saw it last year, Amari Cooper going deep. And I mean, it was just like that back and forth game it was like, I'm just going to throw it deep and, and he's going to win. So all that sounds pretty good if if you had healthy receivers. But yeah. the fact that Gallup and Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson might have to play a lot. And you're like, mm. not only that, but reconcile it for me of for every extra pass that means I'm exposing my tackles. If I don't have my two starters out there, I might end up getting my quarterback hurt because right now Dak was taking a beating last week. I know some of it was when he's outside the pocket, but he got hit a lot. The more a quarterback gets hit, the more chances there are. For him to get hurt and i'm a big believer that if Dak gets hurt then you're definitely screwed everything's done <laughs> like we are we definitely start up the draft show and we're doing it every week two times a week like how, it just how i'm just saying you cannot you. Func- you can't function cooper rush sir cooper I, rush but like Stop i said it. unless unless your defense is going to make a monumental jump to playing some outstanding defense like what's happening in new orleans it's hard for any team to sustain losing their starting quarterback our defense just isn't playing that way right now it doesn't work this way but like if i could if i could sacrifice tyron for another week and have amari cooper ready to roll for this game i would take it yeah. i really would yeah um there's just plays to be made against these guys and like i said jalen mills might be back big deal i don't um, i'll take it i just uh stefan diggs killed these guys and they even still you know the running game doesn't even have to be there for play action to work. The Vikings averaged 3.5 yards per carry. Um, Dalvin Cook's backup had a better day than he did. I don't Cook has been killing it this year. No, he has. Overall, but yeah. his, like, he was averaging like three yards per carry, but they yeah. still used play action to draw on that. And right. But they respect their, their run game, right? Diggs Same way they would respect the Cowboys. Diggs and Thielen were three yards behind the coverage so many times in that game. Diggs right. hit them for 52 and 61 on back-to-back possessions. Touchdowns, mm-hmm. both of them. Um it should just be there for you. And I think, you know, Devin Smith and Michael Gallup might still have some success, but, man, it would be nice to have Amari Cooper. Um, but you I just, see Tavon going, you know, side to side. This is this is like the game against the Rams when the Rams did that to the Cowboys in the playoffs where it like, seemed like every other play was a guy going in motion, faking it, whatever. They need to do some of that and give, give them the ball. But, but have it – because if, if those stretch plays are working like that, then they need to kind of widen this thing out and – that's where Devin Smith and may, I mean not Devin Smith, Javon uh, and maybe Pollard helping out with some of that. I mean stretch plays, fake reverses. I yeah I don't this you just it, don't expect it to happen. It, well, it terrifies me to think of them trying to win this game doing what they do. You know what they've been doing these last few games. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, like the classic do what we do and like here yeah. comes Zeke and. You know, we're going to run the stretch to the outside and we're going to run the dive through the A-gap and maybe we'll mix in some play action, but maybe we won't. Yeah. And, you know, Gallup's going to run a lot of, like, 10 and ends. And, you know, I just... Well, I mean... There's room here for improvisation, and I think their back seven, can, se- ah, their back seven is susceptible to that. Well, g- gut feeling here, just on... Uh, not the game, but 
like the season. If the Cowboys win this game, do you think that they have a good chance to win the, the division? Y'all just killing all. No, 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 week. no. It's about this show. This is about this this uh, show. Do you think that they can win the division? Yeah. As I sit today, I still think they can win the division. If they win this game, I certainly okay. think they can. If win they the lose division. this game, do you think their chances of winning the division are good? You want to hear a spicy take? Not really. No, I don't either. Yeah. Wait, so, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I. I don't completely believe this game just swings the season that much. I really don't. Well, they lost four in a row at that point. You lost to the Eagles. You got to go up and play them again. You got them. You know, I'm just saying all that to be said. It'll be hard to come back. This is the, the game top. of the year. So if, you sit, if you're sitting on a play or sitting on something, this is it. This is the game. But there was, this was also a team that was 3-5 and five last year, and they went on a really great run in the second half of the year. And so I wouldn't but put it past. I, I kind of agree. With, but no, they, the rest I, of the year. I get all that. I get all that. I'm not, I am not in any way saying last year. that I, I get all that. The point, though, still remains that right now in this losing streak, especially that game last week, a lot of that had to do with the fact that they didn't have the guys that they needed to have in order to be successful. We can't count on those guys coming back because you know how it goes around this team when mm-hmm. it comes to injuries. If they're hurt right now, there's a good chance they might be hurt later, right? Yeah. So so I don't think you can count on it. All I'm saying is I don't think it is a lost cause if they lose. I think it becomes infinitely more difficult. I don't think it's impossible for them to get back. Not it was impossible. like last year, you know, the fact that Amari Cooper came in at the time that he did, he magically opened up the offense and made it work. Right now, you've had Amari Cooper, a banged-up one, but you've had him and you've seen them losing games with Amari being on the field with Michael Gallup being out there as well and all these guys that... Yeah, but again, the the like the like uh, I encourage anybody, who, I don't think it's that similar because go back and watch those first six games last year and the offense looked like high school stuff. Like yeah. the offense is... Not bad. They yeah. they've been the defense. They've been missed. They've missed some yeah. opportunities. They've had some sloppy play. They've obviously started slow, but they're top five in the league, yeah. which was not the case when they traded for Cooper. I guess my point. I I wrote about this in my column today too. Is if they lose this game, as miserable as it'll be, and it will be. Oh no doubt. <laughs> and there will be you know some a lot of speculation. There'll be a game out of first with a week to get all of their injured guys healthy. And it just, I don't think it's that drastic. And yes, the schedule looks brutal and it will be difficult, but I don't think it'll be as bad as it feels, which sound, I mean, it's bad right now, but there's a lot more, there's not as much shame in losing to the Eagles as there is in losing to the Jets. And, and, you know, honestly, if it gets down to the end of the season and they are, and we've seen this many times, you get down to the end of the season and you're one game out or you're having to play that last week knowing that, that will be the game. No doubt about it. I don't care what happens the rest of the season. The Jets game will be the game that everybody points back to and said, you lost whatever you lost because of that week. But I that will was the week say, you should have won the game and you didn't. Having just, agree, having just sort of disagreed with Nick, I will agree in the sense that, like, this is not the week to do what you do because you – you don't have your guys. Yeah. You don't. You can only do what you do when you're clearly better across the board, and you won't be. Even if you get some of these guys back, you won't be. You got to so trick this thing up. Trick it up. <laughs> bring back the play action. Give me some like. Can I get Tavon on like a deep crosser? Can I get Tony Pollard on a fly sweep? Can I do something different but, that's gonna throw the defense off and give me a chance for explosive plays? See, yep. I, I agree with. That the Jets game will be one that you point to, but I think if it gets down to the end of the playoffs and all that stuff, I, I would say the Saints. 
I think you had a better chance of winning the Saints game. The Saints are, are a much better team, and it was tougher to win on the road there. But they had so many more chances that they, they let that thing. I mean, they were never getting their ass kicked by the Saints. They were by the Jets, and they came back at the last minute. Yeah, but that also tells you, in my opinion, it tells, you, it tells me they are a better team than the Jets. Yeah. They just squandered they that the game. I, I think you can make that argument, but the records say that they're not. Right. And the records say that they are a clearly not as in the same league with the Saints. But in that game, right then and there, right there in that game, I think it looked like the Cowboys were a better team. But they just kept waiting and waiting. Anyways, I think when it comes to an NFC opponent, I think that will be the one. that Because if you're going to lose, you'd lose to an AFC team. You can, but when you just talk about your win-loss record, that'll be, to me, I'll look at this season and say that's one game that the Cowboys gave away. They'll have they a worse loss gave it away. coming up than that. Hopefully not. They will. Oh, they'll wow. be a worse Hopefully they'll be not. They'll be a bad loss. They'll have I'm a really good the, win. I'm hoping this is the adversity that all teams go through in a season. the Jets this year? I mean, Honestly, I, as far as like had the game won, but I already said it yesterday. They're going to beat the Patriots. You can mark it down. I'll put a W on there right now. They're going to beat the Patriots. Uh, all right, we're jumping ahead here. They we're will beat the Patriots. Mark it. What are we betting? Win the game. Because I, no. uh, I feel like I got a good chance to get something off you here. Get something they, good. They don't. Well, let's lose. do that in the break. <laughs> the Pats don't lose in that building. So let's anyway. go ahead and take our final break. We'll right. come back and uh, we'll get some questions from you guys. You can hit me at, on Twitter at Derek Eagles, and you can also call us eight eight eight. 855-2297. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To the break. It is the final segment of the break live in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick. October 26th. Seems like That's it's next Saturday. Next Saturday? Yeah, it's the bi-week Saturday. It's the Star Car Show. Oh. It's at Frisco. 
uh, at the Star, of course, because it's called the Star Car Show. You got antique and classic muscle cars throughout the decades. It'll be on hand. Dave will definitely be there for that. Signing autographs. No, Signing taking autographs. pictures. Dave, Dave, babies. Dave won't be there. They're no? also. It's going to be a trunk or treat for the kids. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, costumes are encouraged. After the show, enjoy one of the Star's 20 restaurants located in the Star District. Admission and parking are free. Visit thestarinfrisco.com for more information for the car show. I got a question real quick off the topic. Next week, are we doing costumes on the show for Halloween? Or the week after? Is it the week after? It's the week after. Yeah, Halloween. Make sure yeah. nobody's yeah. Yeah. Make sure nobody down pop here. out and try to scare the bejesus oh, out of me. That was so great. That was so awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. The best part was Amber. Yeah, it was with like Dave. Yeah. Dave was just like, you know, almost spilled your coffee, and she was like, "What is that?" Okay, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised she didn't just start hitting the person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we gotta. Yeah, Halloween. We need a, new, is, we need a good Halloween. Halloween is just something a, like the worst. It's just uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's fun. It's like it, kids. Go get your candy. That's awesome. Good for you. But like, I don't know. Once you, like, I just, I'm just over it. I know, like, typical rain cloud Dave. But like, sorry, I just don't really like Halloween. Be like Dave. I, yeah. Don't be like this Dave. <laughs> be like the other Dave. All right. Um. Here we go. Let's get some calls. You guys can call us. Numbers eight 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 five five two two nine seven. Again, eight 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 five five two two nine seven. You can hit me on Twitter at Derek Eagleton. Let's start first with a call from John in Maryland. John, what up? Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for taking my call. Hey there. Yep. Hey. hey. Seems like um, I've been following this show all along, and all four of you got us all pumped up how deep this team was. Uh, all of a sudden, we lose two tackles. We can't get out of our own way. No adjustments are made uh, in reference to um, the, the the scheme or the, the game plan. If Reed, Belichick, Peterson, or Peyton were coaching this team, Will we be at 3-3 three and three at this point? If so, then it's not Garrett's fault. If not, then it is Garrett's fault. Why hasn't the management made a coaching decision regarding this matter? I can see Nick smiling already, and he's um, probably making fun of me. No, thank because you, I, thank you. It, <laughs> for a second, I thought this was Miles Austin that was calling. It sounded just like Miles Austin to me. Yeah, that was that uh, was not about your no. call. It was about. Um, yeah. But I will say this: I, I don't know who your four guys again. But Peyton Belichick, who Reed. Reed. I missed the fourth one. Okay, they're all better coaches than. Yeah, yeah they're all better. There's no so doubt. Yeah. Give me the bottom no. four. The bottom four coaches in the league. There's some that don't even have wins yet. You know, would they would they be a three and three? Like I don't know. I mean. It, it, this reminds me of the Romo debate back when it's like is Rom- Romo's not as good as Breeze, Rogers, Manning, and you know whoever else was at the time. And you're like, yeah, he's not. He, but he's Romo. He's like seventh. He's like ninth. I don't know where Garrett ranks, but I mean, he's not those four. But he's better than that. I mean, he's better than the bottom four, which I'm not saying is good enough. I'm just saying you can't just throw out the best four guys and go, would they have them here? Probably not. They probably would be better. They're better coaches. Unless, of course, unless, of course, you know something that we don't know from the standpoint you think Jerry can get one of those four. Now, if you're saying you're going to trade him out for one of those four, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think everybody's on board with that. You're not going to get one of those four. So Yeah, even what the Peyton gonna... dream is probably dead. You know, he right. signed yeah. an so extension. I, that's the part where the comparison kind of falls a little bit flat. But I get his point. Like, yeah, I, here's the deal. Yeah, I get the point. You get to these points in a season where a team is underperforming relative to expectations. Then, of course, everybody wants to look for what all is going wrong. And the first place you go, and rightfully so, is the head coach because he has to be accountable for whatever's happening with his football team. So this is all fair. 
I will tell you this, it, the wheels are going to have to completely fall off this thing for them to make a change in season. So if you're waiting for that, like we, we witnessed it with, with, with Wade Phillips, they were 1-7, and seven, and they were just getting it handed to them. Back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. The wheels are not falling off like that. That's what it, I think would require for there to be a change in season. Now we get beyond the season. Cowboys don't meet expectations. We'll see where it well, goes. And here's the we we said this all through the preseason too. Is actions speak louder than words? And Jason Garrett doesn't have a contract right now. Right. Yeah. Jerry Jones isn't stupid. Jerry Jones really wants to be right about Jason Garrett. Like he really wants this to work out. And you know he he's he said it in so many words before. Like he wants Jason Garrett to be his Tom Landry and be here for decades and decades and take him to playoff appearances. And it's just going to have to become blindingly evident to him that that's not going to happen before he does it. And I don't, none of us really ever go that far out of our way to like really carry water for Jason Garrett. Like he's, he's better than a lot of people want to give him credit for. I don't think he's like in the upper echelon of NFL coaches. He's a middle of the road coach and they're middle of the road right now. And And just because you're pissed off about it doesn't make firing him right now smart. No, but here's where he's failing. He's failing because his football team is not. They come out of the gate with the fire and all that stuff and the national anthem. They're lined up perfectly and all that stuff, and then they just take a nap for about a <laughs> quarter and a half. So fix that. That's what the head coach needs yeah. to fix because we talked about it. Is it the offense? Yes. Defense? Yeah. How about special teams? Yeah. So that's where it all funnels up to the coach. But the one thing that's been really consistent is that they haven't played well in the first quarter. Or first half, really. Some some of the games that they'll they'll get going. In the maybe it'll quarter. maybe the season will be like that. I mean, you know, they're just kind of sleepwalking through the first eight games, and then they'll take they off. Wake up. Yeah, I don't. I'm kidding. Well, it's we, a joke. I will say this: like you see it every year in the NFL. But then it might not be good enough. You know, it might be too late. That's Absol- kind of how these games are ending. That's the thing: is like, didn't we know from the beginning? Like, this is going to come down to the wire in terms of whether Jason Garrett gets another contract like it's going to depend on if he makes the playoffs and they're not eliminated from the playoffs at three and three one thing i know though is throughout his tenure here every time the dirt starts going on top me and nick have somehow he has a way of getting this team to turn around i've been calling him michael myers for two years like every like you're standing there you're like breathing you're just like oh He's Finally. it's going it's over it's yeah, gone and it's then he passed. sits up and he's like here we go <laughs> eyes book see eyes book open I do like Halloween I love the Halloween movies Jason Garrett's career has been a lot like Michael Myers yeah uh, it's but three and three I mean at the end of the day as little as you might think of him as a fan or a media member or whatever if they beat the Eagles they're in first place in the NFC East with a bye week and a chance to get healthy like. It's just a little too reactionary for my taste to think that he needs to be fired right now. And, you know, I, I really want to ask, and I'm, I hate he's, he's left the line. I really want to ask fans that, that have a big problem with him, and I know there's a lot of them, and yeah. rightfully so. What is their problem? Because those that, that have a problem with him because they don't think he's fiery enough or they think of, you know, the clap or all that, those are the guys I'm like, okay, I don't, you don't really get this whole thing because I don't think that's the key. No, but I, I think, think the key is, the key is – when, when your team is not performing well, even when it is because the players just aren't playing well, they're going to be looking around and looking for somebody to figure out how to get them out of that, right. right? And that's what the head coach is supposed to do. And in too many of these games, it doesn't seem like they're getting somebody to get them out of that. Like they are, it's, it's way too late into the game before they get out of that. 
And that's where I put it, the accountability on the coach. Not only that, and I think that's fair, but again, you know, the the stubbornness that borders on arrogance. Like, mm-hmm. if they go into this game against arguably, well, Aaron Donald, but one of the best defensive tackles in football and just try to run through a brick wall and it looks completely the same and, you know, the same guys that aren't in, that haven't been involved still aren't involved and it really just, you know, I think it's that attitude of like, well, we're just going to keep hammering on this nail until it goes through. I think that drives people crazy and rightfully so in my opinion. And yeah. if it's especially yeah. if it's not working, especially yeah. if you've no, been hammering thing. for 10 if it, years if it and works, it's still not going right. through, right? You have some seasons, you know, 2016, yeah. you just each nail's going in and it's right. easy, but when you just keep doing the same thing when it's not working, it frustrates people. Yeah. It is what it is. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We're going to get you guys a final ready, a final ready for this game versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?